All right, everybody, welcome to Here for the Truth, episode 12. Today, we have Tommy John, aka Naked TJ. Tommy John is a performance coach and perpetual student and a leading unapologetic voice across the globe in the medical freedom movement of today. A former professional athlete and published author, Tommy is both scholar and teacher, patient and facilitator, private and general. He owns and operates the Tommy John Performance and Healing Center in San Diego. And with over 20 years of clinical experience, he's impacted countless lives with his proven way to live utilizing the eight essentials to performance and healing. A system for harnessing action, steps to adapt and thrive in this lifetime. At the core of his work, his patients relearn what it is to be truly sovereign and free within their bodies. For given these liberties, the body self-heals, regenerates, and holds the power to cure itself from anything, to actualize any vision, dream, or desire. But we must be free. Wow. Love it. And I agree. Tommy John, welcome. Thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Are you, uh, you based in SoCal? San Diego. Encinitas. Okay, cool. Cool, man. I'm in uh, Topanga Canyon. I'm right outside oh, of uh, yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close. Beautiful. Cool. Beautiful. Cool, cool. Well, man, tell us why you're here for the truth. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why am I here for the truth? You know, one of those times where you're like, you both drank at the same time. Something's going on. You guys are both like something. You both stepped <laughs> at the same time. Um, it's that LA, it's that LA Sydney connection, I think. I don't know. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I've been questioning why. I mean, why we're born at this time, why we're seeing what we're seeing, right? Like um, why I went through what I went through. I mean, when you start to analyze and pull apart every little thing that you've ever gone through, you really can, can, you know, pull the curtain back, so to speak, on your parents, pull the curtain back on your schools, pull the curtain back on your priests and youth group directors, pull the curtain back on colleges and education systems and food and, you know, especially, you know, um, uh, medicine. Um, and then I fortunately had, it's just not random the, the people you bump into. I'm wearing my brother on my forum right now. He was in the, the allopathic, uh, psychiatric fucked up model of that. And I got to train his psychiatrist. So I got to pick the brain of an allopathic psychiatrist. You want to know how fucked up that world is? Like there's things that I can't unhear. And there's things that I've seen that it's like, okay, why am I hearing this? Why am I going through this? Why am I? And I can't deny it. I can't be quiet. I can't. And at first it was just have a successful practice, help as many people as you can. And, and as a benefit, you'll get, get whatever you give through, you know, and I'm totally fine. You don't even think about it. It just keeps coming. Okay. Then I publish a book uh, under the guise of youth sports injury epidemics, but it was really like a complete life survival guide for all families, like everyone in the family, if they did it right. Because if you want healthy kids, the parents have to be healthy. It's just the way it is. And so then all of a sudden, now my book can get to people's homes without having to come see me. So that made me feel better. And then all the shit goes, the biggest fairy tale ever told in the history of mankind in 2020. And now I'm like, okay, what's my role? And for a little while there, I was with the Health Freedom for Humanity group um, until they got rid of me or asked me to step down because my posts were too aggressive. And they were upsetting a female doctor in the group and she was having meetings about me wanting to keep me quiet and saying I was pulling people apart and all this other shit. So I was like ready to give in everything I had to expose and, and not even like expose the other side or if you even want to think sides, but I really went 
and dove in deep mm-hmm. because I've seen freedom platforms just disgusting. I've seen allopathic, holistic, naturopathic medical doctors disgusting. I've seen trainers, physical therapists, um, Graston technique, massage therapists, nutritionists disgusting. I've seen schools disgusting. Like uh, there's just so much disgusting all over the place. I'm like, what the hell? Who do I interview? What do I do? Like, what's my mission? And I think you guys have seen my whole thing. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just literally going to post my, like the things I do on the daily reg, the things I do to put myself in the best position possible to be the strongest, most resilient, connected human that I can each day in each day out. And if I do that, that's my service to society. Like that's my ultimate service is to be a better version of myself today than I was yesterday. If I want to protest, I damn well better be a fucking healthy protester. If if I want to talk about masks, then I got to come home and be healthier than I was yesterday. But I'm not going to bark about masks, bark about protesting, bark about germ theory, bark about, you know, interview whoever, and then continue to just spiral down in this de-evolved state that we are as as a nation in America and then globally. So I think it was just really, what could I do to just, and then it turned into this inspiration. Everyone's just like, you have not stopped this entire time. And truthfully, I'm like, God, really what I'm doing is just now just louder living my life. But I've always just lived this way. And everyone's like, oh, did you change because of the, the, you know, the pandemic in quotes? I'm like, no, I just lived harder during this time, you know, and I feel like there's truth in that. If we're, if we're talking like capital T, I feel like there's a truth because if, if everything it is to be a human right now is being threatened, our belief system, our spirituality, um, our purpose, our connection with each other, our relationships, our sleep, our outdoor exposure, our belief in ourselves, um, our nourishment, our movements, um, everything, everything's being checked. Then what's the greatest protest? I stole this from Sarah G. He said, be the healthiest version of yourself. I'm like, damn, that's pretty rad right there. And that, that, doesn't matter what's going on around us. If we all just did that, we'd be pretty, pretty good. At least the decisions would be a little more clear. Nothing's going to be easy, but it'd be clear where we're supposed to do, where we're supposed to go, who we're supposed to be with while we're doing it. So. Yeah, man, dude, I'm on the same page there in terms of how I live my life. I think the, I think this, this pandemic has highlighted who we really are, you know? And so when people come up to you and they're like, well, are you just started doing all this shit? It's like, no, I was, but you know, life circumstances, it's like that pressure that builds it then causes us to be like, no, my realness is going to come forth on a whole nother level. And the other thing that I love that what you said is because, you know, charity starts at home, man, in a lot of ways, you gotta, you gotta handle, you gotta handle this, I don't know, two by two fucking (laughs) square area of, of you, you know, because most people, they, they're non-selves that get absorbed by the crowd. They get absorbed by the crowd and then they take on the identity of the crowd and like, are they individuals? And this is something Joel and I talk a lot about in the show. Like what, is, what does it even fucking mean to walk an authentic path? And authentic right. for you as an individual, like what you, your authentic path may not be my fucking authentic path. And exactly. so it's like each person needs to really look in the mirror and ask themselves like, well, what is it? What's my purpose? Especially during a time like this, you know, I've had to come face to face. Like, well, what is my mission? You know, what can I do? What's my part, you know? And fucking part of it is even doing this podcast you know just like bringing people on and being like yo let's celebrate people who are doing what you're talking about <laughs> we, we may not all fucking agree yeah. on every single thing but that would be fucking boring if i was right. surrounded by 37 of you's or 37 of joel's <laughs> i'd be so bored as fuck you know, know. what i mean and I so know. like like 
That's why it's like, I just want to be an individual fully peel away the layers of conditioning, peel away the lies, because, you know, something that's been real for me is this realization. And I think it's come, come to me over time, but like almost every, maybe every fucking thing that I was told is a fucking lie. I know. Right. I mean, that's like the biggest trip, dude. (laughs) Like everything. (laughs) Like everything. Yeah. All of it. And, and that's like, that's the dark night of the soul in a lot of ways that come up where you have to just really face it, you know? But what a cool, what, like, I know you guys probably could answer this. Like I did a video in 2020, 2020 is the greatest year of my life. Yeah. And everyone's like, what? I'm like, but the re the, what I realized about myself, what I realized about where I fit or what I'm supposed to do has become so much clearer in the the work I've done for, for myself has improved that my life has infinitely gotten better. And, and again, that right there, my awareness of, holy shit, none of this stuff is even real. Uh, that's, you know, every, that's going to wreck everybody's world. Who's not willing to do the work. Right. Where I was mm-hmm. like, wait, this is amazing. All things are starting fresh. Fuck. Let's go. Everything's done. There are no rules anymore. It's all starting fresh. Do you understand like what a huge opportunity this is for everybody to just literally, you want to start a business? You don't need a license credentials or a, do- or a degree. Start, just start. You want to start fresh and change your location. You want to start with your relationship. You want to get a fucking divorce. Like, I mean, everything is being exposed right now. There's such a, it could be one of the greatest times of our lives if we, if we did it right, in my opinion. Yeah, man. I've told so many people 2020 was the greatest year of my life. And people look at me like I'm fucking tripping. You know, my wife and I, I know. moved to Topanga. I mean, we were kind of set up. Uh, we were living this quarantine life, whatever you want to fucking call it. We were just doing our thing, working from home, yeah. creating our life. And it was just like, yeah. all right. And like when this shit whole, when this whole shit went down, it was like, oh, this is the thing that I've been waiting for for decades of just reading <laughs> things that's going to happen. Oh, so this right. is it. Okay. All right. Now let's what? go. Let's see. let's see what happens. So yeah, that's cool, man. What a trip. I love it. Yeah, man, yeah. kill him, kill him with realness, bro. Because that, that's that, that, that's exactly what it felt like when, when when this time happened. Like you're right, man. All this all the structures which we felt like were keeping us contained, they just started crumbling away, right? And yeah, that fucking sucks for the sheep and the herd member that just wants to fit in. But for 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 the individual that has non-negotiable morals and non-negotiable values, it's like fuck yeah, here I am. Let's go. Yeah, man. It's, it's yeah. amazing. And, and, and I'm going to be honest for me, like I still have that part of me that has compassion for, there's a lot of people that have fucking suffered during oh, this yeah. process. You know, like I don't want to lose sight of that when I'm just being like, yo, I'm fuck. Everything's great. Cause everything is <laughs> yeah. great. And man, a lot of people, you know, have, have suffered during this for, for whatever reasons. I mean, you can say they should have fucking just helped, kept their business open. They didn't. I mean, there's so many factors at play, but uh, all I know is, man, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to fucking be alive during this time. I'm grateful to be doing my fucking part. I have a quick question. Are you from the West Coast or did you grow up somewhere else? So I was born in Fullerton uh, when my dad was with the Dodgers. My dad was playing baseball for a while. He was with the L.A. Dodgers. I was born in Fullerton. Then we moved to Jersey when he was with the Yankees. Then back out to Anaheim. He's with the Angels, the A's. And then back out east in like fourth grade or third grade. And then we never came back. So it's almost like California. I came back when I was 37 to open my practice here. But it's almost like California was like, you know, I'll let you go, but you're going to be back. You just got to go discover. <laughs> Bro, I, I asked that question because I was like, you got some East Coast in you. Yeah. And I was born and raised in New Jersey, dude. So like, oh, no way. Yeah, dude. Wayne, New Jersey, <laughs> Northern, Northern uh, Passaic, Bergen County area. Oh, I was Crestkill. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. I grew up yeah. in the diner business, man. I'm, I'm Greek. My dad had a had a fucking New Jersey diner for 35 years, man, in Wayne, New Jersey, dude. So uh, I don't know. There's just a little bit of an extra like umph with people that have spent a lot of time in the East Coast, man. A little dude, bit more of a of it's a, a no bullshit. A I know, they say it real. I like love New York City because you'd walk down now. You might not like what somebody's gonna say to you, but it's the God's honest truth. It's just yeah. like <laughs> it was just like up front in your face. I I feel like I grew up in Jersey. And then we went to Florida and went everywhere. Everyone's like, where'd you grow up? I'm like, I don't know. The things that I held on, like I, I have more vivid memories of like all over ten fly and 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 oh, yeah. you know on our bikes and, and wiffle ball and going to friendlies and going to Yankees games and like there was there was this like autonomous like reality and then there was like also bullying and you could get your ass kicked oh, for <laughs> i mean and you could like it was like really cool like there was some times where i was terrified and i would get my ass kicked and then i would go get better and stronger and come back and kick your ass on the baseball field or you know what i mean there was like it was like when life was real and then things kind of kind of twist a little bit but i i have vivid vivid memories of bergen county and the GWB and crossing the bridge and going to Yankees games. And I mean, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's fucking great, man. Actually, yeah. I just went back to see my parents. I hadn't seen them in a bit. And then I brought them here to hang out for a few weeks. Nice. Um, so yeah, dude, Jersey. I didn't like fucking Newark airport. That's for sure. But that's no, another conversation. No, but my first kicked, beer was at the Jersey out. shore. Oh, Jersey shore. Yeah. I had a fat wiser. Oh shit, dude. Seventh grade. <laughs> Seventh grade was my first beer on the Jersey shore, like the boardwalk. I bet it was really hydrating. You know, dude, what the fuck? Did you have like, what's that rule? Did you have one glass of water in between every drink so you don't <laughs> oh. get hung over? Isn't that Oh, the no, thing? so listen to this. So I, so I was a binge drinker of the best, right? Like the worst kind of drink you could possibly do. Um, and so it was college and later early professional years. And then when I was in pro ball and everything else, and we'd, we'd go hard Friday, Saturday. Good. And then my brother-in-law played for the Chicago bears for 16 years. So we'd go bears games. I'd start drinking on the train down to the game. It was six, six beers on the hour and five minute train ride on the way down. I'd piss at the Jimmy John's, then go to the game, sit with my sister, drink like six tall, like 16 ounces. And then we go out till like five in the morning. And it was just like, headaches the headache would ruin you right like it was the headache and i'm like i could do this it's just the headache i'm like there's got to be a thing so here's i want to just preface this i'm not suggesting you do this i'm not medically trained at all i'm not anything whatever the fuck but here's what i noticed and i was batting a thousand with this bear with me okay so it's more than a water okay there's a point in time where the alcohol amount starts shifting to leaching fluid from your body. There is a point. It's not like right off the start. It, there will be a point. You determine this point by the color of your piss. As soon as your piss color turns clear, you're now in deficit. Mm -hmm. At that point, and this sounds so scientific because I've run tests, okay? <laughs> At that point, for every beer, shot, or glass of wine, you have to have like a like a small pint glass of salt water. It has to be salt water and, and air on the side of more salt. Like you can go a lot of fucking salt. But now here's the thing. For every drink after that point that you notice your urine turns color, you, you have a beer. You have a pint of the salt water. You have a shot, pint of the salt water. If you keep trading off 
You can drink as much as you want and you will not have a headache. You'll be groggy, but you won't have a headache. I did it 27 times and I never had a headache. And then I let everybody know because people started watching me. I'd like be at this really great time. I'd go peel out and we'd go dump a bunch of salt and crush a glass and come back. And I could go forever. I mean, I went to sailing school in the Keys. So there's like fucking rum runners with a floater on top of 151. And like, I would do oh, every single one, boom, a pint glass of salt water. And then literally my sister got on board. She would carry this like little baggie that looked like Coke. And it was like Himalayan salt, right? And these like clubs and bars down Chicago. But if, if you kept doing it and you stayed with it, you were good. And then one night, I did a beer. I finished my beer and I was sitting at the bar and then shots come around because everyone's celebrating and I fuck, I forgot. And I like just took a shot and I actually forgot. Like I, I didn't even realize. And then I went and did my water and kept going the next day, like a headache on like a three scale. And I was wow. like, wait, why? I haven't had a headache in like six months of binge drinking, like the worst kind of drinking you could possibly do. And uh, so that was it. So I am a, Again, if you desire to try it, go right ahead. There's there's healthier salts than others. I can't say it's healthy for your kidneys, um, yeah. but I will say that I was at Wrigley Field for some from some marathons. I was at uh, Bears games. I was I was at uh, you know day drinking to the max. And if you it's it, when your pee changes. And one time there was like I was peeing and it was like midstream. And it goes from yellow 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 poof, and it goes to clear. And I'm like Whoa! and I would literally go right to the bar, or right to wherever. Boom, salt water. Welcome oh. to Here for the Truth, where if you don't want to get drunk or hung over, not drunk, <laughs> hung over, listen to Tommy John. I'm promoting, I'm promoting a way to biohack so you can be a binge drinker to the most. Yeah. Yo, so this I'm is just... so random. I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, but maybe because it's free association. We're talking about piss and like, and you just brought up the term biohack and people are all talking about drinking their own piss. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Dude, so somebody asked me, uh, Rodney Lavoie is a, is a friend of mine, and he swears by it. Now, I do know um, ancient times they swore by it. They would therapeutically use it in medicine regularly. I have no experience in it, so I can't. And I'm an experiential person. I will not read a book. I will go do it. And I'll go do it for three to six months, and I'll pour myself into it and see what body tells me. Like, that's, my, that's how I learn. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can't speak about it because I've never done it. And truthfully, anything I do, it's because I want to. Yeah. And I just don't want, to. it doesn't sound like something for me. You, you know what I mean? If, if all of a sudden I get a craving and I'm like, I don't, maybe, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'll do it for sure. And I'll, I'll report my, my findings, but yeah. I do know historically there, there are some pretty reputable societies who used it, um, clinically. So I can't say anything about it though. Do you think there's anyone actually doing it that is craving their own urine? Like, man, this is urine. Like, man, uh, you know, if they like flip it and they'll turn it into medicine, it's like some of the herbs I'm taking and some of the things They're like, bitter. do I really crave it? Like, but I crave like the way it feels and what I know I'm allowing mm -hmm. myself to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah, that, that there was sense. that, that's like the, not spin, but like the love of yeah. living. That's I like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this. I think maybe like I tried it once like years ago and, um, what do you think? I didn't like the warmth, the, like the warmth of it yeah. was coming right out of my body. So like, maybe if I was making like an iced urine latte or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but for real, like, I don't know. It's it, I don't wake up in the morning and go like, I can't wait to drink my fucking piss. I'm going to try my urine, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know people yeah. even who like put their, the, they've talked about how they put their semen 
like in smoothies because they want to replenish themselves. They don't want yeah, to I have, use again, up all that, but I don't know. Again, man. another thing I'm like, I, I don't know. I, if I, 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 I'll retain it, but I don't sure. know about bringing it back in. Yeah, you know? same here, man. Same here. But yeah, I don't well, know. Honestly, either. I'm not throwing it out. I just no, don't no. know. Like, it'll speak to me. Like, I, I swear, I go on feel on everything. And if I feel it, I'll do it. And I will totally be transparent about it. But yeah. I just can't. Right now, it just doesn't seem like it's something I, I should do. Well, apparently there's benefits post-birth to like placenta smoothies and the dried placenta pills, yep. stuff like that. So it might be on a similar thing. Yeah. Dude, I gotta I wanna ask you, man, because like you're such a, a scientist in the the real essence of what of what science is. When did you discover that about yourself? Like where 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 in your upbringing, your childhood, did you start realizing that, you know what I mean? My my life is through experimentation. That's pretty that's an awesome question. Um I've always been, I was always shy until I got to know people like I was quiet and I'd stand on the outside because I just wanted to observe. Mm. I observed Mattingly's stance, right? Like I observed, you know, Mike Pagliarula, how he played third. Like I would observe these guys and just observe. I wouldn't go ask mm -hmm. because I had access to, Hey, could you show like, I would just observe and then I'd mimic and I'd try. And so I think it started way, way then in sports really, because um, everyone's like, oh, your dad was a 26 year major league. I bet you had the pitcher. I bet you had to throw like him. I bet you, what do you know? I was just a kid for like 17 years, really. And then I got kind of got good, you know, but I would just mimic and imitate. Yeah. And that I think is our biggest thing as children is we imitate what we're watching. So parents, mm -hmm. you, you're not, you're not laying down rules. You're, you're invoking these patterns by them watching you. They're watching everything you do. Yeah. And that I was one of those people. So I would observe, I'd observe teachers when nobody else was looking at them. Do you know what I mean? And you just pick up on stuff. And I was such a people watcher and observer. And I was just fascinated by how everybody did stuff differently. And then it really took its toll because I got, uh, after my freshman year of college, I was invited to play in the Cape Cod League uh, summer baseball program. And I had an infection in my shoulder from a dye injection just to see what achiness in my shoulder was going on and it got infected. So the hospital created an environment that my body was trying to survive for what they put me in and it created this response. Well, while I was in PT, I started really observing how, what everyone was doing and I would ask questions as to why they were having me do this. And they don't like that because they're just doing algorithmic shit. Nobody's thinking for themselves in there. It's just repeat, you know, you're a shoulder, you're a this, you're a this, you're a this. So I started to really observe how everybody would respond differently. And then it really became, I had all these beliefs, um, you know, jogging is healthy, stretching is good, water and uh, fat is bad. And, um, you know, uh, uh, icing injuries is effective and all these things. And then I get in with these two other guys, John McNulty and Vladimir Chagus. And we uh, were working at a place called Synergy Fitness and Sports in, in Northern Chicago and uh, Northern suburbs of Chicago. And I really, all those things that I had preconceived that I had learned and grown up on that I thought like, I'd say, oh, the Yankees do this. The Yankees take 16 Motrin throughout the day on start day. So I was taking 16 Motrin throughout the day as a sophomore in high school. Every day I'd start and pitch 16 fucking Motrin. Just so you didn't have to get them in pain. your body. 
dude, get them into your body. You have to build up a tolerance, get it in, get it in. Not thinking that inflammation is a fucking good thing or a healing response. Cause yeah. that's not what, be- but again, my dad didn't know. We didn't know. And it wasn't yeah. like, it was just observe and go. So again, through that experiment, I fucked up. <laughs> like, but I learned real quickly what NSAIDs can do and, and what this stuff can do. I was on biops. Dr. Joe, who did my dad's surgery, wrote me a prescription for Vioxx for my first two professional seasons. Vioxx was black labeled. They took it off the shelves. I took that shit for like two seasons. <laughs> so again, you want to find out like what's in the books, do it. Like just go take it and do it. And so we started pulling the curtain back on rehab and orthopedic. And I was seeing stuff that I was like, wait, nothing is true. Nothing we learned. And I had a bachelor's and master's which meant nothing. I was a professional athlete. And I was like, this is not what's going on in pro sports. My brother-in-law was, again, as the Bears, longest tenured Bear of all time. It's my fucking brother-in-law. Every player there coming to us, we were doing the opposite of what these organizations were doing. That's when I was like, oh my fucking God. And now we started to experiment on using principles of, of nature that have been around forever. Groups around the world have been doing what we were doing but America took it and spun it and made it this billion dollar thing to warp the, I mean, it, it is, and this was just orthopedics guys. It wasn't even like psychiatry or cancer or vaccines or, you know, uh, obstetrics, like, like, like having birth in America, there's like 20 other places you can like survive the first five years of your life. And a jungle is one of them over America. <laughs> like, yeah, man. We're not good, <laughs> you know, and I'm just speaking about America, but still, that's when I think it kind of took shape is my curiosity as a kid. And, and then it like got to this point where I had two people that support it, um, which helps, you know, that you have, you have groups and we, we'd round table, we do shit for like six months and then get together and talk about what we were feeling or measure things on ourselves. And we're like, wow, debunked, debunked, debunked. And now I'm 21 years in and I'm still learning and I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I still like go back to children as being my, I said, uh, like a, a cat, a woman and an infant are my three like guides right now. <laughs> and then before then, if I've exhausted those three and I still have a question, I'll possibly get to somebody else. But for right now, I'm going to go with those three. Um, Why cat? And so that, that I think is that, that, that experimentation. And again, uh, I only knew it in my field, my area of focus. And then I met Dr. Cassie Huckabee and she was saying paralleled uh, um, experiences as a black sheep and naturopath school. And she's got people from cancer to MS, any kind of cancer, MS, ALS, uh, Parkinson's, type one diabetes, everyone's re- HIV, reversing everything, reversing everything, wow. basically doing the opposite of what we're saying. I'm like, I knew it. Like, I just didn't have the experience in this side because I'm not in that field, right? But she's over there doing the same thing. So again, we come down to what else isn't true? You know what I mean? What else? And, and the, again, the only reason she knows the extent of her medicine is because she healed herself. The only reason I know the extent of my medicine is because I experimented. She experimented. I mean, we'll even literally talk every now and then. It's like, what are you doing? She's like, ah, oh, running myself through some experiments. Like, how you doing? She's like, ah, oh, I think I overdid so like, you know, and then I'm at the office, like putting myself through, holy shit, like shifted this and did this. And then, oh my God, oh my God, just a realization, but constantly learning as to why I'm a student still and will ever forever be a student, you know? And so I think that's where it started. Awesome, man. Yeah, dude. Did you have a question, Joel, or? Do you have one? 
No, no, I was just going to say, man, I, I just, uh, I love that process. You know, it's like the dance, we talk about this a lot, the dance of opposites. It's like, I know because you're learning and you're sharing. And at the same time, on the flip side, I don't fucking know shit. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because obviously I've heard you speak and you sound like someone who knows. And yet at the same time, there is on the other side is like, I know to the degree that I know at this present moment, because I'm open to being humbled <laughs> like right. that in the future anytime and i think that's important when you're a teacher and student and both of I love them it. kind of they're both they're both operating simultaneously yeah and um it's it's something that i try to use um as a guide in my life i mean i could be selfish sure. just with the best of them and of be a motherfucker but uh hopefully I, I try my best to try to stay stay grounded and, and humble when i can you know, what's cool is I, I always like any new person I have, I'm always just like, what am I going to learn from this person today? And, and I'll, I'll go and I literally will see it and be like, boom, that right there. Holy shit. Like, you know, and this person was an ankle or was a big toe or was a shoulder. I'm like, you're not, you're, you're jostling. And guess what I learned from you today? And they love hearing that too, because there's that honesty. And there was even a guy that came into my office. Um, cause you you mentioned something. I always say like, like the people I work with, they'll leave breadcrumbs behind and I just follow the breadcrumbs mm -hmm. as to what they need. And I'm very, very humble to the human body. And I, I'm uh, the least amount of stuff I need to do, but I'm following them, not the other way around. And I make that damn clear. And there was a gentleman who came in and he had XYZ issue and some stuff. And I was looking at him and I was like, and I had two other chiropractors shadowing me at the time and a pretty full office. And I was sitting there on the couch, which is where I start and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I'm your guy. I'm like, there's things that we could definitely do in here that we get your system in a position to be able to adapt to anything, anything you're going to do. But to be totally honest, the only other person I trust in medicine is Dr. Cassie Huckabee, who we already talked about. Here's her number. Here's her information. If you're going to invest in yourself and do some work, go to her first, whatever's left over. She knows what I do. If, if I feel like a fit or if I feel like a fit right now, you can totally stay. But I just want you to know that this is more in her wheelhouse. And I just think you're going to do better with her. And he's like, wow, like he had been dicked around by allopathic. He'd been dicked around by naturopathic. He was really thankful that I was honest with him. I'm like, yeah, and today's visit is nothing. I'm not charging you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, here's her information. Go, dude. Let me know if there's any way I can help. He left. Well, the two chiropractors shadowing me were like, oh, my God, because you're taught that how much money can you make off of each person? Do you know what I mean? You're taught to like, well, how many services can you get out of each person? And then, oh, yeah, yeah we want people better. You know, you don't. You, you don't have any fucking idea what you're talking about. And the guy was like, well, what about our role in adaptation? And I'm like, you're totally right. There is a place for me and her and you and everybody involved. But honestly, the adjustment and the service I gave him was telling him the truth. Mm -hmm. And that what that did in his head and his heart and his system I think is better than anything I could have done with my hands, anything I could have written on a paper. And he was, I mean, there's young, these two young chiropractors in were just like, and I even had an epiphany right there where that just kind of spilled out of my mouth, right? And I was like, holy shit, again, this is 20 years in. And I just turned this guy away because he wasn't, it, it's not, sometimes, sometimes we're not the ones that need to be, it's just a conversation or it's just somebody that trusts you. Like we don't know who to trust anymore, right? Like, and that's the thing, trying to be this authentic, you, your, your whole podcast has the word truth in it, right? Like that's, that's the thing. Who do we trust now? I feel like everyone's trying to sell us on something. You know, it's like, can we just have a conversation and not talk about a fucking MLM? 
Or can we just have a conversation and not talk about how we're going to be selling something in, in a scheme of some sorts? Like, let's just, let's just share, let's just yeah. connect. And that's all I did with this gentleman that was really suffering really, really badly. And I hugged him, hugged him and sent him on his way. He called Cassie and he's on his way. Yeah. So, you know, I, that's really the kind of the point of this, in this podcast is to have com- fucking conversations, man. Not right. like, oh, hey, this is who you are. Now, what do you do? And how can you help people? It's like, well, no, right. how do you become you? you right. know, what's your journey? What's your story? Because I feel like we're starving for role models. And I mean, role yeah. models in the sense of, you know, that ego ideal, that, 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 that thing that we can strive for, take those qualities. Like you said, I imitate these people or I look at these people. Yeah. I can maybe wear some of those qualities or, or strive for those qualities. And like based on our malignant culture and, and celebrity culture and even professional yeah. athlete culture, it's like, this is what the younger generations are looking up to. And it's like, yeah, okay, we're not on some fucking mainstream platform here, but it's like, if, if, some, if even one 20 year old or 16 year old can hear sure. any, any story, any hero's journey that one of our guests shares and it goes oh my god like i thought this person was like perfect and amazing and and then they went through this and they put a fucking gun to their head and they, they did yep. this when they're holy fuck like yep. you know maybe i can maybe there's something i can do and i can persevere and fight through and i just right. uh, I, I that's what i love about human beings is just even having these stories i love knowing about people i love learning about people man so the fact that you're from fucking jersey too at least for a little <laughs> bit of time is dope <laughs> You know, we get a little it, bit yeah. of a bad rap in jersey it's like man i've met so many dope ass people from fucking Dude, jersey i know i know and it, it literally was my most it was my favorite time my friend my friend group there was amazing it, it's just Dude, it was such a good time. We would go to Pizza at Uno on Saturdays, then go to RKO movie theaters. <laughs> um, and then the, there were arcades. We'd go to Lava Lett, Seaside Heights. We'd go to Cape May, LBI, Yankee Stadium. That's I cool. mean, you got, yeah. I think you got more. I lived in Jersey. I think you got more of the Jersey experience than me because my parents are like off the boat Greek immigrants. So like, I didn't really go down <laughs> to the Jersey shore. I was kind of spoiled with Greek beaches. I was like, I ain't going to that fucking shithole. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Okay, wait, three foods. So one of my one of my uh, one of my uh, clients, he was going back to go get his master's and he's staying in Connecticut. Okay. And I'm like, Oh, my God. East Coast food, man. There's three things I miss. The the deli sandwich, just any pure deli sandwich, right? Like, 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 like you mean like ham salami, like Capricola, like all that shit? Thick, man, yeah, yeah, like yeah. thick, a cold pickle, like, fuck, like good, right? A bagel like oh, a legit yeah. jersey bagel and then of course a new york slice like like mm-hmm. pizza new york style pizza like cool. i went i went on a i was promoting my book blah 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 plug whatever went to new york city was with my dad and his girlfriend we had we had four days interviews and all this shit i had five whole pies <laughs> by myself because i knew i was going to like lombardi's tony's it was like on the side i'm like yeah large pie please like I just could not get enough of this. And when you come back West, there's still, there's some good places, but it's, it doesn't compare. And those three, give me, give me any other that like Northeastern, like you guys. Well, for me is I grew up in the diner business. So Jersey is kind of the cap diner capital of the world. And I love Taylor ham and cheese, you know, like Taylor ham and cheese on a hard roll. You know, my dad's diner had something called something new in a sandwich, which was Taylor ham egg and cheese on a hard roll you know and nice. i used to have the guys in the back like put home fr- like uh home fries in yeah. my, my yeah. taylor ham and cheese and this shit was the that shit was dope and the rolls it was like that there was just something about the bread it man there yeah. was there were food memories there were many food memories i had 
in Jersey yeah. for sure. Yeah, so many, man. So many. Yeah. I want to, I want to quote you on something here. Um, you said a happy donut is better than a sad salad. Oh shit. I right? have, I did say that. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like Love it, dude. and the, the, the fact that we don't enjoy our food anymore. Right. And we've completely yeah, yeah. separated nutrition from enjoyment and from mindset. Do you want to speak on that a little bit? Yeah. You know, and that rolled off my tongue. <laughs> I think I was on the Weston A. Price podcast and I've been following the Weston A. Price nourishing principles for about 18 years now. Um, it just makes the most sense to me, but I'm not on a diet. I've never done a diet at all. Um, the diets never made sense to me, but I have worked in the field and I would work with people and they were just punishing themselves with food. And there was so much guilt and shame around food. And I was like, and then we were told, you know, you're lucky that you can eat whatever because you work out all the time. Actually, training and fat loss is like spooning out a forest fire. It's not you're we've sold that that works so that you keep coming back. But the people on the treadmill look exactly the same the year later. Like they, they look exactly the same. Only they're like wasted more and they're injured and they're just like mushy. So like there's something bigger than that. And we've become so disconnected on purpose, really. We don't know when we're hungry. We don't know when we're supposed to eat, how much we're supposed to eat, where it's supposed to source from. Food is accessible at all times. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I, it was one of those things that I put myself through regular fasts, not to lose weight, not to get ready for a vacation, but truly it came from feel where I just felt like I didn't need food anymore. I was like, I just don't like eating right now. I'm going to take three days off. And I started with water fast for like 10 years three-day water fasts for like every turn of the season. And then I started doing absolute dry because I really wanted to mentally challenge myself. Absolute dry is no food, no water, and no water touches your skin directly for three days. And then I would break it by jumping in the ocean. And it was really not difficult, but it taught me if you can stare hunger in the face with all these choices around us and say no, like literally say no. Like, think about the control you can have in other areas of your life, you know, and that really was what it was about giving my system a break, obviously, but you learn how valuable food is and our connection to food. I mean, take a fruit with what fruit has evolved to make it look the way it does taste the way it does. So we consume its seeds and we go deliver the seeds somewhere else is our agreement. And that fruit in us continuing their species, it gives us nourishment. And then it also learns how to be more resilient in there from the land because it wasn't polished. It's actually organic and free. Now we don't even know what that is. You know what I mean? But like these fruits have evolved and gotten tough and resilient. And now we're accepting this nourishment imprinting on our DNA. And now we're going to pass it on like, fuck, this is like here. Do you know how unbelievable fruit is? Just fruit. And then you go into these things like I celebrate with food so much. I love making it. I love sourcing it from a farm that I trust. Mm -hmm. I love picking out my vegetables and my fruit. And everyone's like, oh, it must be difficult to look the way you do and eat the way you do. Dude, I celebrate flavor. I swear I get hammered on flavor sometimes. I swear. I don't mm -hmm. drink much anymore. Like those days are over. I just don't desire it. But I know I'm intoxicated in some fashion on flavor and spices and what these, this nourishment is. And then I also, I had clients come in and they would do, you know, chocolate cake at night or blueberry muffins in the morning. And they're like, I bet you're going to tell me to stop doing that. I'm like, fuck no, your body somehow wants chocolate cake at night. How the hell do I know what it needs? I know you're asking for it. So we're going to listen to it. Here's what you're going to do. Don't cut it because then you're just going to be 
like you're going to feel guilty that you're, you're having it one, you're going to eliminate it and you're going to go crazy. Cause you really didn't realize why you were doing it in the first place. Like there's no connection to the whole process. So how about we go with where you're getting it? Okay. I get it from Costco. It's like 50 ingredients. Okay. You're going to make chocolate cake from scratch. It's like five ingredients. So now you make it from scratch and you eat it. You wonder, you one realize since your body's getting food, your brain goes, Oh, shut down full. And you'll be full in like a slice. Great. And the contents were a good flour sourced, a good egg, a good butter, raw butter, honey, maybe avocado or something like that, cacao. Like, okay, rearrange that. That's like eggs, toast, <laughs> and like, you know, cocoa, butter, honey, syrup. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But these people are like, oh, my God, now I've regulated my cravings. I didn't deny myself anything. I feel good. I'm, I'm like sharing it with my husband or my kids instead of eating in shame anymore. And now three months later, they maybe notice that they don't want that anymore. It's shifting to something else. But when we make stuff from scratch, we start connecting to source and you start really realizing when you're hungry and when, when you're supposed to stop. And that's why I never deny myself. Somebody's like, I bet you splurge. You do a splurge every now and then. My whole life's a splurge. No part of my eating approach is negative. It, anything I consume is in celebration. It is not in punishment. It is not in guilt. It is not because somebody told me to. It is straight up because I'm celebrating this motherfucking life. And so that came out of my head that it literally is the power of our beliefs and perceptions is so much greater than any ingredient that it is a happy donut is healthier than a sad salad because there's a bunch of miserable people sticking to some diet and i've seen the fallout and it's not pretty it's not sustainable and then there's people celebrating with bacon and alcohol some nights together and they smoke roll, self-rolled cigarettes and mm -hmm. they're you know make it's like wait these people are living to like 124 ha like there's something bigger that we're missing here as americans and we've got that you have to have a six-pack you have to be lean on the cover of a magazine and you got to be to be healthy or not dead equals healthy and so I just started, I said that and it really stuck. And then I literally will celebrate with a donut and everyone will then question me and go, well, if that was true, I'd have donuts all the time. And I'm like, okay, give yourself donuts all the time. Allow yourself, see what happens, yeah. just see. And then you'll realize like, I don't really feel good or yeah. I don't. I don't like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then all of a yeah. sudden you realize what your, your blend is and what your dance is and you start to discover self. So, you know, the thing too, is I love all that, man, is you're tapping into creativity when you're making your own food too. You know, like there's, there's effort involved. There's a creative act that's happening where yeah. you're going, you're reaching to the kitchen, you're taking the eggs out, you're doing that thing as opposed to like, Oh, I just picked something off the shelf and I'm coming back and I'm eating it. Pre-made. You know? So there's something, there's a self-nourishing, I know you, this, this word is so, it's buzzword, but self-love, there's something about making food and nourishing yourself yeah. that for me is like the simplest act of self-love that I can do is like yep. getting nutrient-dense foods, healthy foods, and even not, even not that, like I used to be much more, I don't want to say restrictive, but yeah. I, you know, like I haven't drank in eight years, I haven't had caffeine nice. in eight years, like that's just not my thing because I'm pretty fucking yeah. jacked up anyways, if I have caffeine, I put yeah. off walls, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but like, I also didn't have, um, chocolate for eight years because of theobromine. I was like, no, I don't want any stimulants, any depressants, but like fucking a few months ago, I was like, I'm fucking having chocolate. Nice. You know? So I've <laughs> like fun. integrated chocolate back into my life, you know? Um, but it's just, it's just an interesting thing, man. Like I love the happy, the happy donut versus the, the sad salad, because again, that internal dialogue is so huge. I get to have yeah. a piece of cake. I'm like, oh, I'm with my loved ones. I'm celebrating life. This is amazing. Seriously. This is great. 
Or I could have the fucking don't the donor or the cake and be like, oh my god, like I can't watch him be eating this right now. What the fuck? Like, like what the fuck is that gonna do? No, no, it's a spiral, man. Yeah, I've just been um, dabbling and tapping in. I'm starting to like learn about German new medicine. Oh, nice. uh, Which is really really cool. And I think based on what I know, you've talked about a lot about like diseases is yeah what it is yeah 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 it's like an adaptation of the body we're trying to get back to homeostasis and healing so i I really love that uh that idea and and even just the idea of these internal conflicts that exist within us that are the cause as opposed to like i had seven donuts now i'm gonna get fucking cancer and diabetes and all that shit it doesn't make sense right yeah uh dude uh we interviewed stefan lanka before i left the and he's big in in german new medicine he and again, that was when I interviewed Dr. Cassie Huckabee as well. I said, if you were making a dictionary, would sickness and disease even be in your dictionary? She's like, no. Yeah. And she's speaking from experience. And so I was like, God, this is just so empowering. And it's, it's upsets and triggers a lot of people. And I get it. But I feel, I feel amazing that there's like no randomness to it. Like our bodies aren't attacking ourselves. It's a, it's a real great conversation yeah. and, and dance that we get to have in this life right now. We should yeah. be so fortunate to be in these things, in this quantum infinite suit called a human body it's just yeah. will never science will never be able to pull it apart and i love it i love yeah. that we yeah. won't discover it it's so empowering like that idea that paradigm of like nature isn't wrong there's, right. there's no dysfunction going on in my no. body there's a reason why it's happening oh. and uh I'm, I'm actually really grateful i don't know if you know dr melissa sell she's a kind yeah, totally like that's yeah, how yeah. i first heard about she's become a friend of mine that's how i first heard nice. about gnm and i'm just like oh this is dope man like this is talk about like when you challenge all the things that you knew up until this point, even someone who's been into like a lot of more holistic alternative stuff, like ideologies like that, that paradigm even fucking flips that on its head. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you, have you had her on the show? You should have her on the no, show. Yeah, we are. We're, we're going to, okay. um, she's awesome. Probably yeah. maybe September ish. We're going to have she's her a rad girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. I think what's happening into here a little bit is this, the, the, the disconnect is, is the reason why we have these skewed um, ideologies. And I think that stems from we've been conditioned to not figure things out on our own. And when you don't figure out something on your own, you're never going to build that muscle and understand what, what, what comes with that and the beauty and the happiness that actually comes with learning something and realizing what's good for me, what's not good for me. And it's that self-experimentation, which is, which is missing because we just outsourced all our knowledge, all our trust, all our power, all our authority to these powers that be for so long that, you know what I mean? That's that, that, that willingness is just not there anymore in this instant gratification lifestyle, which we've all become so accustomed to. Um, my question is what, what do you think, like, oh, like obviously on a broader level, we know what, what breeds this corruption and breeds these ideologies, but in, in, in your direct experience, what is it that breeds it? And what is it that prevents someone with, with, with authority, with a degree, with a, with a, with a, with a doctor title from actually, um, what, what, what is it that builds up the resistance from them actually questioning the, these paradigms that they're just playing out over and over again with no real outcomes and no real benefit. So, yeah. So, I mean, money and power, right? Like there's, I, I, it, it's, is that all it's it is the that? scariest thing? Yeah. Dude, it's what's that? Is that all it is for you? I mean, think about it, like control, money, power, control. Yeah. Like, like th- there's a reason that they chose health to roll in a complete overhaul of everything, if that's what you guys think. Like our health is our number one. Mm-hmm. And now they can shift anything. They can change everything. Law, school, spirituality, food, medicine, tech, 
but anything else you want to like it's done right and so and if you i know people personally that are uh kelly brogan man dr kelly brogan took out a life insurance policy before she released her first book because her mentor died dr nicholas gonzalez he was having people heal cancers of all kinds he's dead like sebi i mean the list goes on right so it's like if you and if you do speak up in in these institutions they shut you down right away and you can't thrive dr larry paleski i said you know i had him on my podcast and he's He's up in Jersey, I think. He's in in New York, right outside of New York. New York, okay. Dr. Larry, he's totally man, and and so he's just like you can't have the the freedom to have you know free thought and and critical thinking in in just that model. And the second you do, you're either silenced, you're censored, you're killed, or otherwise. And so it's like, well, fuck, man. How do it's like, what do we do? And literally when I was with this freedom group before it just fell a fucking part, it was like every single one of us was like, okay, this is a hill we'll die on. Or so I thought Dr. Ben Tapper is one of the disinformation dozen. He's a buddy, man. Like he moved in the middle of wilderness. The guy's got like a family of seven. Like he knows exactly what's up, but he'll be damned to leave the world to his kids as to where it's headed. So we got to realize that I don't, it's one of those things that I don't think we have any concept and I don't want to know of, of who controls what. Yeah. I I just don't think we have any idea (laughs) to the the level. I mean, it depends on how deep down the rabbit holes and what a a person's willing to entertain too. Like, like there's different levels of, of, of conspiracy or, and then, you know, it's crazy. I think what we do know is that whatever the force is, it's anti-life and it's anti-nature and it's trying as damn hard as possible to hold nature submerged. Right. all of it yeah. so that's why i say yeah. and and to dehumanize um i even know a farmer there was there was a, a storm in the midwest and i was like a hurricane it was an inland hurricane and i asked him and he's just like no he's like tj no like off the record i'm not gonna say he's like the clouds are coming from a different direction and he's a fucking farmer of like 30 years like the guy knows the farm like earth and weather yeah. like i would know possibly muscle you know what i mean or whatever mm-hmm. and so i just don't think we get it so okay i said this because jo- dr joe Yee had me on uh what was that stupid radio th- app um i was on it for a while Clubhouse? and you like r- you raise your hand yeah 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 <laughs> and i was trying to do stuff on there and, and he had me on and we were talking about uh, he asked me what book I was reading at the time. And I said, David White's Essentials. It's a book of poems that he wrote in 2020 in response to this. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's connecting back to nature. He's like, what's at stake now? He said it so beautifully. He's like, they're attacking exactly what you said, Joel. It's like, they're attacking everything it is that's natural. Mm-hmm. Like what's going on? And so he just wrote beautifully about love and nature and trees and, and earth and all these things. It was fantastic. So I get into the whole thing. Well, Joe was just waiting for me to finish saying so that he could say his book, which was David Icke's new book. And I'm like, that's fine. But I said, here's the thing. I feel like we've become an expert in really bad things. I think I've said that. And that's the thing. People can recite all this bad shit, but they don't know what's in their fridge or they can recite all this bad stuff. And they don't know when the last time they had a long discussion with their child about, you know, the power of them them their their potential you know and that or they haven't sat outside in the sun and just put their feet you know on the grass i I mean but they they know you know 
Judy Mikovits's last speech verbatim. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you guys, like, we're not going to make it, man. And I've said this, and I still will say this to this day. If this whole thing stops right now, we're not changed. We're not any better. There's a group of us, but there's yeah. a huge mass of people that have gone far worse. It hasn't changed us enough. Yeah. And so this is where it gets real shitty is where I don't want it to stop because we have to have a stimulus. We have to have something that's major to create a healing response. That's even better because the body's designed. Otherwise we never made it this far. A healing response is always greater than the trauma. Always. It always is that the potential for the healing is there or we wouldn't have made it. So we still have a ways to go to where I just don't think a lot of us are scared enough yeah. or a lot of us are ready to make those changes or a lot of us have really grasped like what's at stake here. They're like, are you really not going to fly? You mean I'm not getting the vaccine? I'm not going to fly? Yes. What the? Yeah. Like, have you missed me talking this whole time? Has that even a question at this point? Yeah. They don't yeah. get it. You know what I mean? They don't even get like what this, the extent of what's at stake. If you just go, uh, Del Bigtree, before I just kind of lost focus on a lot of what he was saying, the last time we interviewed him, he said, it doesn't matter what industry you go into, it all brings it back to the same point. You know, like it's all being attacked by the same force or, or whatever you want to say, you know? And so I was like, well, I don't know shit about shit and I'm not about to be an expert in that stuff. I'm going to go over here, go within, go on myself, go. And I'm in paradise. You guys are in paradise. Like, like paradise is where you are, right? Like yeah, Mandela yeah. had paradise in prison. You know, Frankel had paradise in a concentration camp. Like yeah. I, it, it's what we can make of it. And you said it, man, you said two by two. I interviewed uh, Oli Olerton who's a former SAS, like special forces badass. Hmm. And I wanted a men's man's perspective. It was like maybe last June and he's a father and I was getting all these women and I just wanted a man's perspective and a father's perspective. And he said the same thing. All the women were saying, he's just like, this whole thing's bullshit. Fuck mass, fuck all this stuff. You got to stand for what you believe in. We got to set the tone for our kids, be good examples. He said, here's what we learned in the shit. When we had a, a team of 12 or a team of 14 or whatever, and stuff's going crazy. Things are blowing up. Your buddy's leg is off and everything's going. You worry about one meter square. It's a one meter square rule. One meter square around you. You take care of everything that's in that one meter square first. Make sure it's exactly how you want it. And then you go figure out everybody else. Yeah. And then the force can go in and they accomplish mission. And he goes, we need people to go in one meter squared on themselves. And I thought that was amazing because We've all been saying this. Everyone else is like, yeah, I'm ready to march. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to join a group. But have you done yeah. anything? Have you, have you improved at all this last year and a half? Because if you haven't, what the fuck are you doing? You had a year and a half, you know, like, like, and, and I know it's like scary, but enough of this scary shit. Like it's over. We're all scared. We're all going through shit. Stop. Let's go. Like, let's wake this up and go and figure this out. And if we go one meter squared and each of us does it, Kelly Brogan said again, she goes, you owe it to humanity to heal. Mm -hmm. Because if you do, then you raise your consciousness level and then affect, I mean, us just right now speaking about this is affecting the three of us and then anybody listening and then that's going and then that's going, right? So we owe it to humanity to get ourselves in a position to be better than we were yesterday. And that's in the face of, and, and in spite of like to know, like, I'm just like, anytime I see an injury, anytime I see something come, I'm like, oh, Oh my God, this is so cool because as great as they seem, we're greater. The potential in us is greater. And that's what I look at. Somebody will come in and be like, TJ, look at my ankle. Oh, it's pretty fucked up. Right. Holy shit. We do this right. You're going to be better than you were prior to this moment. And even better than you've ever dreamed. Like, 
hell yes let's go look at that healing response and they're like okay wow didn't but that's literally it like what an opportunity 2020's given us if we do it right we should ascend to levels we we aren't even we can't even comprehend we can't even that imagine that are possible because we have it all inside of us yeah fucking love that dude Gave me goosebumps, man, for, for a little bit there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is this idea of, okay, I get it. We want to resist. We want to investigate. We want to understand who yeah. are these people? What's going on? Yeah. And listen, some people are, are built that way and drawn that way. I like to go down rabbit holes straight up. And yeah. what are we building? What are you focused on building? What are you putting your focus and energy on? Like, what life are you creating? You know, and it's just like, even like when I think about my wife and me, and like we moved to Topanga, like the writing was on the wall. We were in Santa Monica and like- yeah before this shit even happened but even right when it happened like Feb- end of february march of 20 20- oh wow like, okay we this no 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 you know like we no way we, we gotta we gotta we were gonna leave the state but like anyways the stars aligned and everything worked out we're in topanga and we're creating our life man we're having fucking totally. freedom gatherings we're bringing people together we're fucking dancing we're swimming we're fucking living our life and yeah fuck yeah dude like that's what yeah. it's about and we're fortunate we're blessed and yeah. we've created that. You know what I mean? Like that's our reality. And um, I just think sometimes there just needs to be a little bit of that balance of, okay, where's this energy going? What's the frequency? What's the vibration of it? And then where yeah. else can you put it, you know, in that one meter square? Um, yeah, man, From I him. don't know. I, I love being alive during this time that my fucking soul, whatever you want to believe, Shit, my soul yeah. chose to incarnate during this time. Oh. And I'm hanging out with you two motherfuckers right now. Right. And we're keeping it real. And I love this shit. I love it. Man, I'm more, I'm, I, know, I know you said you're not interested, but I'm more curious than ever, bro, into your human design, astrology, neurology. That's, 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 what, that's what I do, bro. And man, fuck me. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I fucking love it. Love yeah, that. I know you said we'll you were a chat afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> One thing um, I want to say is I feel like um, where, where, where I'm looking from, I feel like it's part of the agenda, the inversion to have us constantly focused on repeating the negativity, trying to go down these rabbit holes, trying to explore yeah. the dark side constantly. And as you speak, so you create, and we're constantly recreating it, right? We're, we're perpetuating yeah. the cycle by regurgitating this 24 fucking seven on social media, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, so, I yeah. do it. I mean, I, I throw out memes and funny ass shit and I, and yeah, I, and sure. I share information and like, Hey, yo, this is what's happening, you know, but what are you gonna do? I, I enjoy it too. It gives me joy. My, oh, yeah, my response, my response. And I, again, I do stuff on feel and I, I keep trying to promote this, that if we do the personal work, you'll know what decisions you're supposed to make. Cause everyone's like, am I supposed to move? Am I supposed to, what am I? you'll know mm-hmm. because it'll just be so clear. Things will just start being so clear. It was clear to you to move to Topanga. Like everything was in the, on the wall. You said it like it was just go. And you didn't question you went. And you were rewarded and you'll continue to do this. Like, this is why I moved to California. This is why I went to school. This is why I did what I did. Like, so when I'm getting messages are like, what am I going to post today? Or what, there was a shift where I'm like, I can't post any more of this crap. Like, I just can't do it. Okay. So what am I going to post then? Here's what I'm going to shift to. And then if people, so somebody was asking me about shedding and somebody was sharing something about Bill Gates and some was sharing a bunch of stuff and I was just literally like or hey have you seen the latest on and my response was and I said this on a I was with David Avocado Wolf and Mm -hmm. uh who's the girl in uh North Shore the movie the surf movie uh she lives out in Topanga um it's uh uh damn come on guys North Shore (laughs) I don't know it's a it's a 80s actor actress um 
whatever. She was she was What's the, the name of the movie. Can I can I Google North it? Shore? It's North called Shore. North Shore, dude. It's with Laird Hamilton, and she's the head, but she lives up in Topanga. Okay. And she was it was her, it was like a panel of eight, and it was David Avocado Wolf and and Nia Peoples. Nia Peoples. Yeah. Okay. So Nia Peoples. I don't know. Her. All right. Okay. And so she was on there as well. And like, there was all this stuff. And I dropped this because I was on the America's Frontline Nurses. It was some Canadian nurses up there. And, and they were having me on. And I was like, I just kind of rolled it because I didn't really, really even think about it. But I said, we'd be that whole, we'd become experts in really bad things. And when somebody reaches out and say, hey, have you seen the latest on shedding? Or have you seen, what do you think about shedding? What do you think about Bill Gates? What do you think about all this stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm too busy sung my balls. And I said <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I was joking, but I was like, not joking. I was like, no, I, for real. I'm, I'm like outside sunning my balls. I'm not, I don't, I can't read this stuff. Like <laughs> I'm too busy making a meal. And I was literally, there's so much weight in that. Like be so busy living just a fucking monster life that you just have no time to even not but you're aware of it you're aware and you just yeah. come in it's like oh that's kind of fucked up all right <laughs> you know i'm gonna go over here and go on a sun flower walk or i'm gonna go surf i'm gonna go you know i'm gonna go yeah. do i'm gonna go sun my balls right after this conversation dude, that's it, man. i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna sun my balls, balls and jump in the pool dude that's what i'm gonna do and that's i'm gonna it. enjoy it my neighbors are too close to me at the moment. <laughs> I think no, I may have go. a ball sunning party here soon, soon dude. Hey, CJ. Dude, you'll start a trend. Joel, you'll start a trend, man. They'll look over. They're like, ah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. What's there's, up? There's kids. There's kids. <laughs> dude, okay. I'm going to keep it real right now, dude. I when The morning after I sun my balls, dude, when I wake up, my fucking dick is harder than, yep. than it is when yeah. I don't sun my balls straight test man um no, that's for all you men is, watching dude there's a reason dude, for it it's not just because we like to see ourselves naked every to steal it was pete evans uh when we talked he said every cell is a solar panel and then dr cassie like cassie is morning sun is one of her biggest medicine yeah. uh uh prescriptions morning sun on everything yeah. everything like it is it is vital and we've heard so much even the sun is mm. the enemy yeah. it's, it's gonna like kill you it's, like, it's gonna give you cancer <laughs> Oh my God, like everything they want to attack, I do more. It just makes sense. You know what to do by what people are trying to attack. That's why yeah. my field, you, we, we talked about this earlier. I was looking at everything that people were doing and didn't seem to work. I just did the opposite. And then it's so clear, you know, it's like, oh, we can blame our parents or no, you just use it. Whatever you were exposed to do the opposite. If you weren't, if it didn't make sense to you and that wasn't ideal. And so right now they want us terrified of each other, terrified of germs, terrified of the sun you know, staying inside, then it must mean we should be going outside. We should be going away from cities. We should be going into the sun. We should be, you know, I, yeah. I think if we just look at like what they're asking and we just go the other way. Veganism. Yeah. My, my flight. My yeah, veganism life. too, yeah. I yeah. know you're not into, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know you're not into degrees and all that, but my wife just finished her dissertation on the interrelational dynamics of touch. So when she started fucking her thing oh, four man. years ago, I don't think she thought that this was going to be one of the most fucking controversial subjects Jesus. out there and it's like when you get yeah. into it you know and i read her i read her paper you get into it like what it touches and this is one of her quotes it's not a luxury like it's ne necessary we need it for Essential. life for survival you Essential. know babies will wither away and die and so it's like the more we can hug each other and touch each other and even skin to skin that's that's the yes. that's even more important so it's just like you know let's we all just need to be naked, sunning in the sun, hugging each other, dude, and we're fucking good to go. I don't know what's the problem. I mean, I don't know. Joel's holding us up there. 
<laughs> he's also like th- I don't know how many miles between Sydney and and the West yeah, Coast of the US. Ten thousand miles. We're in the middle of winter sure. as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're in winter. Even more important, dude. Deal with yeah. the cold, bro. Get sun on those balls. That's what I'm saying. Fuck that. Right, Choose I'll a socks. Choose I'll a socks, stocking cap. Let it fly. I'll make yeah. it work. Hey, what's up with the pine cones? <laughs> dude. So okay, there's. <laughs> Are you are you doing the Illuminati? Eye, I'm Illuminati bro. and I'm Satan, man. Are and you so controlled uh, opposition? So <laughs> here's here's where it started. When my when my second account got deleted by the IG powerhouses. Okay, that, that was pretty comical because I wasn't even really doing much. And I remember I was laying out some of my balls, no shit, and I was doing a post, a pretty a pretty vanilla post, and the account got deleted. I'm like, this is fucking unbelievable. Dude, fuck you. And so I'm like, you're not going to stop me. I'm going to create IPNs. I'm going to go fucking like I'm going to create accounts. Well, I couldn't create account under Tommy John. It had to be Omi, this neighborhood cat. So my name's Omi, this cat. And it's hilarious. People that have no idea who I am, they like reach out like, uh, excuse me, Omi, uh, we'd love to have you on our podcast. I'm like, you don't even know like <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> Omi's the name of the neighborhood cat, but that's cool. I'll get back to you. So then uh, I reached out to Dr. Cassie. And I said, hey, I was deleted. And she's like, dude, this is bullshit. And she knows a little bit more about what's going on as well. And she's just like, you know what? Maybe you should just post pine cones. Just joking. Yeah. And it was actually kind of hilarious. So I posted her quote. Uh, Maybe you should just post pine cones and on this new account. It was like my first post. And, and then every morning I would do a pine cone, morning pine cone. And I'm all about habit. If there's something I can do better than most, it's be consistent and, and like obsessively consistent. Well, then all of a sudden I covered one eye randomly because it was like artistic and it just looked fucking cool. And then the little knot hole gang came out and they were like, are you Illuminati? And you're, you're, you're promoting Satanism and pedophilia. And I'm like, okay. Now I have a new mission and that's every morning just to prove how easy it is to control people. I'm just posting a picture and says morning pine cone and tag Dr. Cassie and it blows people's brains in two. And then they're just like, I don't, I just don't understand why you're even, what is it? What is it? And they're like, (laughs) they're like message me. Like, is it pineal gland? Do you eat them? Do you? And then finally I was like, can you eat them so i look it up and you can so then i do a video where i just end the video gnawing on one i didn't eat it i just bit it and then cut the video and spit it out but i'm just literally trying to fuck with how easy it is to manipulate people which is part of the reason why we're here now yeah like part of that reason and so i'm i'm kind of poking fun at how how disastrous we are (laughs) but there's no significance behind the pine cone other than dr cassie's suggestion and I do burn them in my apartment because I love the smell of campfire. Mm-hmm. And so I have a Pyrex like casserole dish and I just light like fucking little fires in my in my <laughs> living room and it like wafts up forest fire smell. So that's it. There we go. Here on here for the truth, the naked truth on that's time it. zones. We got it. <laughs> Conspiracy. I'm charging my pineal gland. It needs to be over the middle of your forehead. You're doing it wrong. You're Satan. Well, yeah. now I'll go. I'll go with, well, the organization I'm a part of has told me that in my initiation process that I need to post these pictures with no questions asked. I'm hoping to become admiral. Like, I mean, I'm like just completely making up shit because it's fun. It's fun. It's really entertaining. Yeah, man. And to me, the reason for that is people don't really know themselves. There's the, no. they're, not, they're not grounded. There's, there's no sensor. It's just, where can I get 
information from you know what i mean and what can, what is it that i can seek externally to fucking gratify whatever it is that i'm looking at right now and yeah <laughs> think think about this with as funny as what i'm doing is on such a smaller scale what if i had billions <clears throat> what is my scale now i wonder if i could get people to believe that there's a i wonder what we could fucking do mm-hmm. like i'm gonna i'm just gonna do something on the news and I'm going to shift the weather and I'm going to fucking release mosquitoes <laughs> and I'm going to block the sun. I mean, literally like I'm being fun, but that's what they're doing. I don't think they know. I don't think they think they're being evil. Just like, do you, you know what I mean? I just yeah, think yeah, they yeah, have yeah. no, they have a warped sense of like reality that I'm manipulating people with a pine cone picture that if I literally had billions upon billions and the world was my game and I had access to everything guys what could we do i mean what could we do for the good right but i mean hmm. if you were just a little bit <laughs> you had a bad morning yeah, yeah and i yeah, was yeah, just yeah. like you know my post where i'm like fuck off like what about a billionaire that goes into the news and tells people to fuck off in his way of you know what i mean like just yeah, that's true. and they get with other billionaires is it just a big game and they i, I don't know right i'm, I'm just yeah. trying to see on like a grander scale i can control people with a pine cone picture yeah. What can they do with the news and the education system and big pharma and big tech? Well, we're seeing like, it. Fuck. <laughs> and big ag. I mean, yeah. you can you can you can literally make the board the board game out of the world. Now, yeah. what I what I truly believe is that nature's a motherfucker. Yeah. And she's gonna come back and be like, fuck you. <laughs> now what I hope is when you pull back and we look at like the earth and you and uh, the three of us are just little bacterias, right? Like, I hope the earth is like, you're a probiotic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you here or I'm gonna need you somewhere else. You know, like that's kind of what I hope. That's why I hold faith is yeah. that as, as powerful as we think the uh, nature is a beast, <laughs> this power inside, we, we have never seen anything like it. We don't have any concept of what it's capable of. It's infinite. It's, a, it's, it's, unreal what they're going up against what they're trying to wield and that's why i'm like fuck you like you can try it's not gonna happen but you can try i just hope i'm around to see and if not then we move forward we move on you know oh yeah Yeah, there's gonna come a point where she's gonna shake her shoulders you know you know and that's that's it it. yeah Yeah. i'm good we'll surf that energy wave out go freaking figure out like the etherical plane and the akashic records and tap into some really gnarly information come back as a cat <laughs> i mean you love cats, man. so I, this is what i said before but you were in your monologue it's like yeah why i heard you say what'd you say why a, i said why a cat you said oh oh, oh a, a so, woman and a cat oh so, sorry 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 so i am i grew up with all animals uh i love all animals like uh, there was a puppy in my office today a little bulldog and i just but there's something now we had cats more than most um just now of my the way i'm observing connecting now i just when i'm looking at them like there's something deeper that i feel like they know and there's something there's some element that they are where they're always just a cat that's a cat they don't give a fuck like there's some element that we can find inspiration in they're not trying to please anybody they're not they'll just flat out walk away from you but they're always a cat you know what i mean like they're Mm -hmm. always just and not getting into it deep, but like other cultures would think that they could see different realities and planes. And again, infants, like why can kids see ghosts or, or whatever, you know, cause they're more connected to source. So it's like, 
I feel like it's a source of something. I don't know exactly what it is, um, but I'm just feeling pulled towards cats. Um, and there's a neighborhood one. He's like 16 years old. And we just have these connections. I don't know. Call them. I don't call them downloads or anything else. But I just, I just feel like there's something there that there's an autonomous expression too that I feel like we could, we could tap into as humans under uh, being exposed to what's going on now as well. So that's all. Cool, man. I like cats. I mean, I'm more of a dog <laughs> person, but I like cats. I love dogs. I love. You, I know. You know, cats just, are really interesting to observe. More so, I think, in a certain yeah. way, there's a complexity to them that I'm, I'm like even more fascinated. By. I think it's because they're like they're not just all about my shit. They're like, I don't need you. Get the fuck out of here. That's what I'm saying. There's you something know? there that makes you just like, what is it? Or all of a sudden, they'll just like look at the wall. Yeah. And it's like, what are you seeing right now? Like, literally, what can you see that I can't or can I? If I could simplify enough and not give a fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? If I could get on a cat's level, on a cat's level yeah. and not care <laughs> what anybody thinks, ah, I wonder, I wonder. I think you're definitely embodying the cat energy there, man. We're not giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> my last fuck, my last fuck left the building when that second account was deleted. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Here we go. You know, you, you speak on levels and like, I never had a huge following. I got like a couple thousand followers, but like four, three weeks ago, I just got seriously, like my story engagement went down 95%. Like, it's not and, random. Man. It's and, so and, I'm, and I'm like, like, but for me, it's like, oh, you want to play? Like I, yeah. it makes me want to just fucking do this shit more and be more exactly. fired up even on a podcast and like just right. have even more awesome fucking people just keep coming on and post more right. shit and, and speak out more, you know, it's just like, fuck you. You ain't going to play exactly. that. Fuck you. And we'll use them against them. Like you know? we'll use, everyone's like, I'm getting off IG. They're stealing our information, dude. Everybody has all our information. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah that's right. But I'm going to stay back on there because there's millions of people and the platform's great. And I'm going to yeah. use their power against them. Fuck you. Like I'm literally going to infiltrate and be a, a healthy infection. You should just make another account. Your SMOS just came to me. Just fucking make another account. Yeah, maybe, dude. Yeah, maybe for sure. Might as well just start. Yeah, hundred we'll percent. We'll, we'll see what fucking happens. Fuck it's fucking good. Fuck they get a fuck with this Greek from fucking Jersey that grew up in the fucking Seriously, man. business. You know what dude, I'm saying? Dude, you don't even know. We'll dump you in the fucking Hudson. That's right. I'll throw some cheeseburger deluxes at your face and some <laughs> cheese fries and gravy. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man. Shit. Guys, on, on that note, man, this has been a fucking awesome conversation. Like this, this yeah, is enjoyed it, guys. I didn't I didn't I didn't know where this was was, was gonna go, but so resonant and man, I, I love how you're showing up. I love I love how real you are, how authentic um you've become and even more so through everything you've been through the last couple of years. Um it's dope to see, man. We appreciate you have have having you on here. I appreciate you saying so. And we got to do a round two. I'm sure there's, there's more we could get into. Um, oh yeah, man. We definitely will do. Hit for me sure. up for sure. And I enjoyed and, this. And, and dude, if you're ever up in LA, man, like, oh, yeah. connect, like come up to Topanga and fucking kick it, dude. Yeah. 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 You know, definitely. Balls out, bro. You know, we don't fuck oh, around. That's what we're going to do. Nobody even realizes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We're going to ship out some fucking slices from New York. You know, <laughs> dude, we're good to go. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's great man it's like it's nice to connect i feel like we've been in my periphery because we have some mutual friends man so it's nice to um love it connect on here and have a real conversation so got it thanks for being real man of course you guys be good definitely um everyone thanks for listening to episode 12 of here for the truth with tommy john naked tj go follow him go check it out dude it's anything anything else you want to shout out before we go website books socials 
No, just realize your deg- that your degrees that are burned in ash right now. <laughs> yeah. My degrees are ashes in Idlewild. Um, it's literally, literally, like, just take back yourself. I, I just can't express enough how you being the most unapologetic, unedited, uncensored, real, sunbathed, highly meditated, nourished, connected, resilient, strong how that's just so needed right now if you're sitting there in your flat or you're sitting there in your your fucking studio apartment you're paying like three thousand in like 300 square feet in new york or you're wherever with your family you're wondering what you can do what can i do to help what can i do to help right now we've talked about it take care of yourself in some way find some way that you can do something today different than you did yesterday something and I talked about those eight essentials in the intro. It's a belief in something greater than yourself, your purpose, your relationships, your sleep naps, your breath meditation prayer, your outdoor light exposure, your nourishment, and your body movement. If you take an inventory of those eight, you write a paragraph of those eight, and then next to, and nobody's going to judge this shit. Fuck everybody. This is your living document. It's your document. It's your life. What it means to you next to each column, two columns, medicine, toxic. And you just start writing things that are medicinal in that category based on what you believe it is. And then you got to be fucking honest and you got to write things that are toxic. You know, hooking up with that chick or hooking up with that dude, you know, that's not Mm -hmm. healthy. You got to like write that down as a toxic thing. You got to write down your late bedtime. You got to write down. And then all of a sudden you're going to have this massive living, beautiful document. And all you got to do each day, just start adding more into the medicine columns and scratching off more of the toxic. And it's, it's simple. It's sustainable. You can move forward. It makes you your own guru. I just saved you medical bills. I saved you PT. I saved you rehab, nourishment. You, it's literally your own thing. You can do this. And it's literally pulled those eight from the people that have people getting in positions to heal themselves. It's not complicated. It's simple. It's not easy. But if you literally just start to look at those eight right now, you, you don't need a course. You don't need a seminar. You don't need a news story. You don't need a a politician. You don't need a teacher. You don't need an organization. You will start to discover who you are. And that's what we need to show up. Our human beings starting to discover who they are, who their authentic self is. And and we will see some of the coolest shit humanity has ever seen in the history of human if we start to discover this. That's all. Hey, fucking men. Boom. Take care, guys. Peace. Smoke and mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion Waking up in a the time, they think you're in a delusion Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing I'm in a DeLorean